Welcome to the Invest Smarter Podcast, where you'll learn about the power of building wealth through real estate and how you can achieve financial freedom through multifamily investing. Keep in mind, if you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com, and take advantage of our free report on why multifamily investing just makes sense. Now, here's our host, Simon Castillo. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another Friday Look Back episode of the Invest Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Castillo, and this is my opportunity to provide you with my best insights and advice into the world of real estate investing, business, and entrepreneurship. So first thing I want to do is, is, is just take care of a few housekeeping items and uh, announce that our, our next Wealth and Whiskey Meetup, uh, for those of you that happen to be in San Antonio, our next Wealth and Whiskey Meetup will be on June 14th. And I'm also excited to announce that we also now have a Facebook group. Um, so if you, uh, it is a private Facebook group. So if you would like to join a real estate investing community online that is dedicated to bringing together people uh, who have a vision to build wealth through real estate and who want to genuinely help each other uh, to do that by, by helping to solve each other's problems, this is probably the most valuable free Facebook group that you could join. And it is the Wealth and Whiskey Facebook group. Now, it is a private group. So the only way that you can join um, is by interacting with us uh, either at sastexascapital.com, uh, where you can join our mailing list or download our free report on why multifamily investing makes sense. I'm also happy to announce that uh, hopefully within the next uh, uh, couple of weeks, I do hope to have my first ebook uh, published and that'll be available. Uh, again, I will make it as a free uh, download uh, on our website at sastexascapital.com. I'll make sure to make that announcement uh, once, that, uh, once that resource is available. Uh, it's, gonna, it's going to be a great resource. Um, it'll walk you through what passive investing is, how you can invest passively into multifamily buildings, and all of the key uh, features and information that you need to know uh, to get started investing passively in multifamily uh, investments. So all that given, um, you know, I had a conversation with uh, a fellow investor uh, this week. And uh, one of the things that came up was the fact that last year we brought, uh, we brought forward three um, investment opportunities, three investment deals uh, to our investors. Uh, we acquired three properties last year. Uh, and, and so far this year, um, we have not had any uh, properties that we've been able to acquire, which is interesting. Um, and our conversation kind of went to, you know, you know, what is the reason why? And I think for most people, we probably understand that it's been a tough year for investors uh, in terms of, you know, rising rates have impacted uh, property values and sellers are, are holding on to properties um, rather than selling them at prices that, that are not where they were uh, a year or even a year and a half ago. Uh, and so it's, it's been a little bit harder as a buyer to find deals that make sense um, from, a, from a, an investor perspective. Now, that kind of brings us to the question then, you know, what is it that makes 
a deal? You know, how do, how do we know as multifamily investors what a deal really looks like? Um, you know, what are some of the metrics that we might uh, that we might review or look at in order to know if we are identifying a, a real opportunity, something that is going to make sense uh, for us as as the general partners and then also to our to our investors. And even you and uh, the audience as an investor uh, would, are probably curious, you know, what what makes a deal work? Uh, for us when we when we do our underwriting, when we do our analysis and our due diligence. So I would I would say that you and you know without going into too deep of a technical explanation of how to do, underwrite a property, but uh, a couple of things that we look at um, you know from a high level. And the first one is is going to be the the potential for uh, cash flow uh, from the property and the returns. Um, to you as the investor that we feel we could accomplish uh, by acquiring that, that particular multifamily asset and acquiring it at the right price. So if we're not able to provide attractive returns uh, on a risk-adjusted basis to our investors, and if we don't think that we'll be able to generate enough cash flow uh, to return to our investors, it's probably not going to be a, a deal. And we'll know early on in our uh, underwriting analysis, whether uh, we think we'll be able to, to achieve those numbers. And typically, in, in a multifamily deal, what we're looking for on an average annual return basis is, is going to be something in the range of 17 to, to, to 20% average annual returns is what we want to target. Um, and if we, feel, if we feel like we can hit those numbers, um, then we'll proceed with the next stage uh, in, our, in our due diligence. On a cash flow basis, you know, typically the floor is going to be about 7% uh, cash on cash. So again, if you invested $50,000 into one of our uh, properties, uh, that means on an average uh, cash on cash basis, we want to be able to return to you as the investor uh, $3,500 in cash flow on an annual basis, 7% of the, of the $50,000. Now, when I say that we are... Uh, we're looking at returns on a risk-adjusted basis. What I mean by that is that we want to make sure that when we do our underwriting analysis, that we are being conservative in our rent growth projections. Um, over the last probably eight, nine years, rent growth in, in certain parts of, the, of, of the, the country, and in particular in Texas, um, rent growth have been double digit, uh, you know, 10 to 12%. Now, however, when we do our underwriting, what we use is typically going to be uh, something in the range of three to five percent, which is, you know, more in line with the historical average of what, um, you know, market rents have have increased on a year-over-year basis. Uh, we we want to be conservative when we forecast and and model uh, rent growth because if we're off uh, on that number, it will it will skew our returns, uh, and we will we will severely underperform our our projections, and we. You know, we recognize that we we may not always hit our hit our numbers. Uh, we don't want to uh, promise our investors that we'll, we'll be in the seventeen to twenty percent range, and we end up in the eight to ten percent range. That's that would be unacceptable uh, for us to 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 do that to our investors. And and there's two types of, of of rent bumps that we're talking about. There's the the organic kind of market rent growth, uh, which is 
what I mentioned right now, you know, typically we'll model about three to 5% in organic rent growth. And then there's also the, the rent bumps that you can achieve through renovations, strategic improvements um, to the property. So uh, if, if we have a property that is um, a 1980s vintage type of property, and you walk into uh, one of their units, one of their apartment units, and it, it feels like you're walking into a 1980s sitcom, <laughs> those are the kinds of properties that uh, we would wanna go in and renovate. And through strategic renovations of those uh, apartment units, we would be able to capture additional uh, market rent bumps. That is what we call the classic uh, value add uh, play. And that's, you know, value add is, is the, the, the classic, you know, real estate investor strategy uh, that's been around for, uh, for centuries. You know, when you buy a, you buy a distressed uh, property, you renovate it, you bring it up to, uh, to market potential um, and you profit from, from, uh, from being able to do that uh, successfully. So we're, we're going to look at market rents and we, we'll, we're going to want to raise rents on a strategic basis through renovations and then just through organic market rent growth. Now, we don't wanna be the most expensive uh, or we don't wanna become the most expensive property uh, you know, in a given area, in a given submarket. We wanna be right in line with where everyone else is. Now, the second thing that we'll look at very carefully is going to be expenses. It can be very expensive to operate these multifamily, these large multifamily properties. Uh, you'll have payroll expenses, benefits, uh, maintenance expenses, taxes and insurance, management fees. All these things will add up and, and it's a huge expense to, to run these properties. Now, one of the things that we don't wanna do is we don't wanna forecast in our, in our analysis that we're going to simply come in and just start slashing expenses. If you if you come in and you and you just and, and you cut expenses too much, um, then you run the risk of having a poorly run property. And if you can't operate correctly because uh, expenses are higher than you've anticipated, um, then you're going to run into problems. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, bad uh, bad management, uh, unhappy tenants, um, and those two things can lead to you know even bigger problems in terms of vacancy. Uh, then you start losing tenants. And, and it, once a property starts down that road, it's hard to turn it around. It, it, it's all really, it comes down to brand management, right? Because if a property has a poor, um, poor reputation, uh, it, it'll be hard to attract quality tenants to that property. So expenses is something that we will take a very careful look at. Um, we generally don't like to come in and just start cutting expenses, payroll and, and benefits and things like that, because you have to have good people working on at those properties in order to attract quality tenants. And if you've heard me speak before, you know that I'm very, uh, I'm very emphatic about the fact that we want to provide a, a very quality living experience, you know, for our tenants. Um, these units that we operate this is where people raise their families. This is where they have their dinners and this is where they celebrate their Christmases. So it's important for us to provide people with a quality living experience. So, you know, slashing expenses is not something that we wanna do. Now we want to operate efficiently. 
And I think there is a distinction that we can make between operating efficiently and just coming in and slashing or trying to slash expenses. I also think that right now there's one of the biggest risks uh, to operators of investment properties is capitalization. Uh, and, and simply what that means in, in simple terms is just having enough cash in reserves um, to sustain you in case of uh, you know, tough economic times, maybe you have some vacancies, um, you know, rising interest rates, uh, uh, squeeze your cash flow. If you're, if you're well capitalized, uh, you shouldn't have any problems. But if you are very lean, um, you know, say your expenses were, uh, were much more than what you anticipated, or maybe your, your, your um, uh, market rent gross were not quite as high as you anticipated, um, then you could be then your your capitalization could feel a bit of a squeeze, and that is I think one of the biggest risks that is facing operators um, as we go into the rest of 2023 and even into 2024. Now I'll, I'm going to throw in a third thing um, that we look at, and this is not something um, you know rents and expenses. Those are those are things that you can look at a pro forma. Um, you can look at an underwriting spreadsheet and you can model them, you can forecast them. Uh, but I'm going to throw in a third thing, and this is really is more, you know, it's not something that you can quantify. Uh, but there's, to me, there's always a story that to be told about a property that's not on the pro forma and it's not on the underwriting model. Um, and that is the story of the property. So what is it about the property um, that we really love? It, it could be the location of the property. Uh, it could be the the uh, the seller. Uh, uh, so uh, you know, maybe a good example would be uh, a a a property that's been owned by a seller for 25 years, um, and although they've kept the property up and and the property's clean, there's going to be a lot of inefficiencies uh, by having someone having owned that property for that that long. Um, there's probably probably inefficiencies in how they manage the property. Uh, inefficiencies in, in keeping up with, with market rents, uh, lots of things that, that can be improved upon. Uh, the property is probably dated, uh, going back to my example earlier, uh, you know, of a 1980s build property. Um, so the apartment units probably, probably need renovations. Uh, maybe this is a, a type of property in a neighborhood uh, that, uh, you know, class B neighborhood, class B property that could use uh, you know, upgraded amenities, uh, dog walks, dog parks, pet parks, you know, those types of things. But we have to be strategic in, in how, we, how we look at those types of renovations. You know, a working class property in a working class neighborhood, and they don't lease based off of whether there's a fitness center. You know, we're not gonna go and spend you know, $15,000 to put in a, a fitness center uh, when that is not going to be the deciding factor of whether or not someone leases a, a property from us. So there is the intangible factor, the story behind the property. Uh, I think that is a third factor. And that can only really come across when you talk to the, uh, when you talk to the operator and they, they tell you the backstory to the property. You know, is it the location? Is it, is it a, an up and coming part of, uh, part of the city that you're really excited about? What is it that you love about the property. The multifamily operator should be able to tell you uh, within uh, you know, a couple of sentences, uh, you know, two to three minutes, they, they should be able to tell you what that story is. Um, so that's, those are the three things. Um, 
that, that I will look at um, that will tell me pretty quickly whether or not I think this is, this is going to be a deal. The, um, the average annual returns, the potential for cash flow, uh, looking at the uh, uh, potential for, for rent growth, uh, both organic market rent growth and through renovations, you know, strategic improvements at the property, and then looking at the expenses and where can we come in and operate more efficiently. Uh, again, not slash expenses, but where can we be more efficient? And then the third thing is kind of the intangible, uh, the non-quantitative uh, piece, and that's what is the story behind the property? What is it that as an investor you love about that property? And what's the story that you can tell about that property. Now, as, as I've explained, when we analyze properties, we tend to be more conservative, I think, than, than most investors. So we'll be conservative in our uh, rent growth estimates. We'll be conservative with expenses. So we'll underestimate market rents and we'll overestimate expenses. That's, that's just how we will underwrite a property. We're going to be conservative. Now, what that means to you as an investor is that we are going to lose out on more deals than we will ever win, but we're okay with that. That means that when we do get a deal, that, that deal should easily outperform because we have been conservative in our underwriting upfront. So we're, we're confident that when we do acquire a property, we are, we are going to outperform with that particular property. Now I say all this because and that conversation that I had with, 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 uh, with this investor, um, I was excited to share the news, and I can share this with you right now as, as the audience, is that we are actually in a best and final round uh, on a multifamily deal in the San Antonio-Austin corridor. Uh, now, what that means is that we submitted an offer on a property. Uh, our offer was deemed to be competitive, uh, and they asked us to resubmit a, a best and final offer uh, along with, we're, we're likely competing with at least five or six other uh, companies to acquire this property. Uh, but just the fact that we're on a best and final round, I think is we're, we're very excited about that. This is the first, first best and final that we've had this year. Um, and then I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this, you know, last year we brought three properties to, uh, 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 that we acquired and brought to our investors. Um, we are at the end of May now and um, have not even come close to, to acquiring a property. And, and like I said, we're okay with that. That just means that the properties that we're analyzing right now don't meet our criteria. So that means that we won't acquire something. Um, and we're not gonna put our investor uh, capital at risk. And we're not gonna put our investor capital into mediocre deals. Uh, again, we're looking for deals that are going to outperform our projections. Um, so we're excited about this. We're in the best and final round. That means that this is a property that, that met our underwriting criteria, uh, met our, met our uh, expectations in terms of average annual returns, uh, cash flow potential, uh, and we're excited about it. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll, uh, uh, we'll win out this bid. Um, however, we they already have our best and final um, the best and final we submitted is the numbers that met our underwriting criteria, and we're not going to budge off of those. Um, so we'll see. We could be outbid um, like we've been on other properties. And like I said, we're going to be okay with that. Um, 
But if we do win the bid, then, then we'll be really excited because we will have a quality multifamily investment uh, that we'll have an opportunity to bring to our investors uh, where we can produce outsized returns on a risk-adjusted basis and you know, hopefully uh, be a foundation for people to, to build wealth alongside, alongside with us. So uh, hopefully by this time next week, we will know uh, one way or the other, um, and I will provide an update at, at that point. Now, that does also mean that if you are interested at all in investing in multifamily, now is the time to get started. Connect with us at sastexascapital.com. Uh, join our newsletter uh, list. Uh, download our free report. Uh, whatever you have to do to get on our mailing list, because once a deal goes live, I will not be able to talk about it because it is a private real estate transaction and we cannot advertise. I can give you just general information like I'm doing right now. Uh, and I'll be able to tell you that we have a live deal, but without you being on our mailing list, uh, you will not be able to, to know what the specifics are of the deal. Um, and uh, I'll always be happy to jump on a call with you and, and discuss any questions that you have. But now's the time to do that. Uh, again, sastexascapital.com. Join our newsletter uh, list, download the free report. And like I mentioned earlier in a couple of weeks, I uh, hope to have my ebook published and available uh, also for download. So that's going to wrap up today's Friday Look Back episode. Uh, I hope you found value uh, today. I know I, I went into some detail about underwriting and analysis and what we look for in a deal. Hopefully that sheds some light. I know that many of you often have questions about, you know, how we identify our acquisitions and the, the properties that we go after. So hopefully uh, you did find value. And if you did, uh, please, please share this with a friend and leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, goes a tremendous way in helping to grow the show and to attract the types of guests to come on uh, that you as the audience need to and want to listen to. So thanks again for, for listening and we'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the Invest Smarter Podcast, the show that educates you so that you can take control of your financial future. Be sure to rate the show five stars and leave us a review. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you automatically receive the newest edition of the podcast when it's released. So, what'd you think? If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate and taking control of your financial future, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com and take advantage of our free report on why multifamily investing just makes sense. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list to receive exclusive investment opportunities straight to your inbox. It's time to invest smarter. That's sastexascapital.com.